Welcome back in to the Verified Christian Podcast. My name's Matthew. Back again with Jonathan Jenkins. Hey, Man, everybody. We're so happy that you came back our way. We're continuing our study in Hebrews 11 under the title Verified by Faith. Jonathan, why don't you read beginning in verse 8 for us? Okay, yeah, we picked up in verse 8, so now it's uh, we're talking about Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. I think the first thing we can note there is that he obeyed. Mm. By faith, he obeyed. If we couple belief with obedience, then therefore we have what is the biblical definition of faith. Yeah, the thing about faith and works. He, he believed and he obeyed. Yeah. Both of those things go yeah. hand in hand. And That's so right. he went out of his country. In Genesis 12, verses 1 through 4, we see that promise to Abraham. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from out of your country and, I, and, and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I'm going to show you. So Abraham had to drop what he was doing and go. He, he had to obey God. And it says, I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great so that you'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and I'll dishonor you, uh, dishonor those who uh, curse you. And in all, and in, in you, all your families of the earth shall be blessed. So, we see that Abraham had to trust God, had to drop everything, and go and obey the call of God. And I just think that is just something that, as Christians today, we have to do. We have to take God's word for it when we read in Scripture. It's the same deal that Abraham had to do with, you know, deal with it. So. By the obedience being shown here, what we see is an act of faith. It's not just right. faith. It's not just believing. Uh, you know, there's a couple times when we can look at the word faith and see it as uh, belief, but this is an act of faith because he's acting on that belief. By faith, he obeyed when he was called out. When, when God told him to do something, he got up and he did it. And uh, we notice there, too, that he, it says that he went out not knowing where he was going. Um, he wasn't focused on the place where he was going. He was just focused on doing what God asked him to do. Um, Moses, in Exodus chapter 4, when God called Moses, he told Moses, he, he, he said, I need you to go and, and, and do this uh, for me. Go into Egypt and, and get my people out of there. And Moses made excuse after excuse after excuse. But then in verse 12, God told Moses, Now therefore go. I will be with thy mouth, and I will teach thee what thou shalt say. Yeah. He didn't tell him to worry about what was going to happen on the way there or what was going to happen when he got there. And we see the same kind of obedience Abraham is seeing here. Uh, and, and, of course, we know the, the situation going back to Moses. We know that Moses was obedient to what God had asked him to do. And because of that, everything went as planned because God had it, you know, God had it in his hands. If we trust that God has our lives in his hand, then we'll be okay. When God is calling us to an unfamiliar place, when God is uh, asking, when when we're kind of put into circumstances that maybe seem unfamiliar or uncomfortable to us, uh, keep the faith, keep going forward with your eyes on God, and everything will work out. Abraham obeyed when he was asked to go out. And because of that, we are going to see something here 
in the, in the next few verses about how he was rewarded because of it. By faith, his by him doing what God asked him to do, everything worked out. That's right. He went out not knowing where he was going. Sometimes our faith is going to call us into unfamiliar places, but keep looking forward and believing in God and, and trusting in him. See, that's the that's whole right. point. And right I think there. about so Trust. many people think that they're lost. You know, or they think that they're lost on their road in life. They don't know that they don't have no direction. They don't have no place of serenity or hope. Well, you have that when you trust in God. You may not see like in, like in verse eleven, verse one, or chapter eleven, verse one. Um, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, if you're looking at life through the scope of this world and not by faith, then you can be easily lost. But by faith, by faith, by faith, over and over again in this chapter, all these people did these things by faith, and they didn't know initially where they were going, but God took care of them. And the Christian can say the same thing. When we feel like we're lost, we don't have any direction, we don't know where we're going, well, sometimes... It takes that leap of faith to really get to where we need to go, where God would lead us. I really, I really relate to Abraham in this area because me you know, and you both, brother, yeah. we're out here in Louisiana. We're Georgia boys. You yeah, know? both of us are from Georgia. Uh, our families and everything are in Georgia, but being obedient to you know the being able being obedient to God and and going out and preaching His word, it landed us here. Uh, and now our home base is Louisiana, and you know we're we're away from the folks that we grew up with. Uh, you know our kindred. We're away from those people who we were used to. Uh, but when God said go, we didn't hesitate. We went, and now because of that, we've been so blessed. Overall, yeah. Overall, God's purpose is going to be fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know it may not be what we think it is, but it, His His will is going to be fulfilled. But what were you going to say? You're going to say something before I interrupted you. No, it's okay. I mean, he was told that if you'll go out from your kindred and go into the land, that I will show you. Right now. Go into the land that I will show you. Uh, it's almost as if he was saying, just go and I'll direct you in that path. I'll, I'll direct you where you should go. Uh, when Jesus was standing there and gives the great commission uh, to the disciples that are sitting there, he told them to go into all the nations and teach the gospel to all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the, whole, and, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And then he gives, he gives them this promise. He says, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. That's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. God is going to be with us just like he was with Abraham, uh, just like he was with Moses. Uh, he he didn't tell them to worry about anything, but instead he told them to trust and to obey. If we will just do those two things, trust God when he tells us to do something and do it, we'll right. see benefits from it. Um, Paul would tell in Philippians chapter 4, be careful for nothing but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And... The peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So there's going to be something that we get in return if we give our cares and our worries and our problems to God and just trust in Him, do what He asks us to do. 
peace of God's going to keep us. That's right. Abraham had peace because he was doing what God asked him to do. Yeah. Moses had peace in the midst of it because he was doing what God asked him to do. Of course, it was a little harder for Moses to kind of be convinced. Of you know, we see in Exodus three and four how he was, um, you know, he it took some convincing, but God finally said, "Now therefore go." Right. And that brings us to verses 9 through 10. It says, By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And verse 10 is talking about heaven. He was looking forward to the greater reward. And that's what this whole chapter is about. These people initially by faith had to do these things, to receive the promises that was promised to them by God. And, and the Christian is in the same shoes today. We're in the shoes of Abraham. We're in the shoes of Noah. But we have to step out by faith to receive those promises. Exactly. I mean, how many examples do we have in the New Testament alone of people looking forward to their reward? I think about Stephen. Man, he was preaching to those Pharisees. They started throwing stones. He looked up and saw Jesus. His eyes were focused on the Savior. Uh, The Hebrews writer would tell us, you know, when we're surpassed by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the weight and sin that easily besets us and run with patience the race that's set before us by doing this. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author yep. and finisher of our faith. He started it and he, he finished it. We need to look to him, look look to the reward. Paul would talk about, I finished the course, I kept the faith. Um, I, I fought a good fight, I finished the course and I kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. That's right. And so he was looking forward. I pressed toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, yep. which is in Christ Jesus. Uh, that's Philippians 3. And so we see over and over these examples of people looking forward. Uh, the, rat, the runner in a race, as, as Hebrews would say, uh, and, and gives that analogy. The reason they give that analogy is because the, the runner sometimes maybe even in the midst of their race, they begin to get fatigued. But their mind and their heart is focused on the finish line. Mm-hmm. And they're staying true to what they're what what they need what they need to do because here's the thing if the runner abandons the race in the middle of it he receives no medal his eyes are focused on the prize right pressing toward the mark just right. as Paul would say and so just as he would receive the prize you and I will receive a prize in eternal life John 3:16 if we do as God would tell us to do and we believe on him who has come to save the world, then we have eternal life right. through obeying him and doing what he asks us to do. John 14 and verse 15, that's how we love him. That's how we show him our love is by keeping his commandments and doing as he said. Um, so there is a part of, uh, on there. there is some responsibility on our part to do something. By faith, Abraham obeyed. Obedience is the very least that you and I can do. Right. And Philippians 3 verse 20 says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're waiting. You know, all these things are by faith. We haven't seen Jesus with our own eyes. We can't say like the apostles of whom we touched, of whom we've heard preach, of whom we've dealt with our hands. We can't say that. 
But by our faith, we believe those things happen. And we often yeah. sing that song, we saw thee not, you know, but but we believe in every single verse of that song. But we believe based on what we've read in Scripture, based on what we've studied, that these things happen, that they occurred, and that if we trust and have faith in God, that we'll receive the same promises that these men of great faith and Sarah received because they believed in God. And that's the point, really, in this chapter. And because they were looking forward, verse 10, to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. That was the greater purpose, and that's what you're talking about, running, with, running the race with endurance, as Paul talks about. When we look at um, Hebrews 11, and we see all these examples of faith, what we're going to see coupled with that faith is action. Every single time. It's never going to be something that... that Faith without works is dead. That's why we keep going back to that. James 2, verses 14 through 16 says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? No. If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food... Now, this is an example James is giving. He says, you know, if you walk upon a brother or sister who is uh, laying there in rags and they're hungry... And you just look at them and you say, go in peace, be warmed and filled without actually giving them the things needed for their body. What good is that doing? Our faith should be coupled with action. If uh, we can't sit around and, and, and just say that we're Christians, we have to get up off of our metaphorical couches mm. and get to work That's doing right. what God asks us to do. I love those three verses we talked about. So much more can be said, but for time's sake, let's move on to verse 11 through 12. Okay. Um, Talk about Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. We're, we're talking about the wife of Abraham. So uh, verse 11, it says, By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. And we actually find that account back in the book of Genesis, and more specifically Genesis 17, 18 and, and also chapter 21 but we see what happened there was is that sarah was promised a son she always wanted to bear a son and she thought it was too late for him or too late for her but god promised that she would have a son um and isaac eventually came but she didn't think she laughed she was like no way i'm past the age i'm too old to, to have a child but we see by faith she received that power. She believed in God, even though she was past the age, and God blessed her because of her faith. And eventually blessed Abraham with that heir of promise. And we can see the the benefits of that today. You know, God made um, Israel a great nation. Israel eventually brought Christ into the world. And I'm kind of rambling on here a little bit, but, but by faith, Sarah had that power to conceive because it was by our faith. When we look at Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21, it says, No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. If we keep our eyes on what God has said was going to is going to take place, what has God told us? That if we live faithfully unto death, that we will receive a crown of life. Revelation 2.10. Revelation 2.10. If we just live faithfully every day, and it's an everyday task, 
Um, you know, we, we get overwhelmed, I think, sometimes in life and uh, we want to give up and throw in the towel because we see how hard it is as a whole to live. But what we need to do is stop counting the days and just make the days count. I heard that quote a couple days ago and I just thought, wow, that, that, make, that makes so much sense and it's so true. If we will stop worrying so much about the big thing and just focus on one day at a time. Mm-hmm. If I can live faithful today, hey, sometimes a day seems like it's too long. So if I can live faithful for the next 20 minutes, if I can go and live and do as God would have me to do and try my best to be that faithful Christian for the next 20 minutes, and then when that 20 minutes is up, make another goal for the next 20 minutes. Draw draw your line and cross it every day. There you go. I love that. I heard a sermon like that. And it was awesome. It stuck with me. Draw your line and cross it. Kind of like going back to, uh, you know, Marcus Luttrell and that movie called, what is it? It's the, uh, what is it? I can't remember what it's called. But it's about those Navy SEALs that went behind enemy lines. And I can't remember what it's called, but it stars Mark Wahlberg playing Marcus Luttrell. And the only reason why he made it out alive is because he would draw a line and cross it. He was in pain. He was shot. He was wounded. But he crossed the line. He made that's the only way he got out of that situation okay. was he crossed the line. Every time every time he crossed the line, he would draw a new one. And he would reach for it. Man. You and know, press toward the, the mark. Goal. Yeah, the mark. <laughs> it's a great sermon, man. Wow. That is awesome. And yeah. and, and you know, I, I'm I'm taking back you said the military movie. You remember the movie Hacksaw Ridge? Yeah. With Desmond Doss and, and he was so tired, but he worked all night long helping those people get out of the harm's way. Literally going into live fire, pulling them out and getting them down to safety by just the motivation of, Lord, help me get one more. Lord, help me get one more. And that was like that key phrase within that movie that, yeah. that just stood out so much. He was just like, help me get one more. Help me get one more. Little, little goals like that. Help us to become. Like I said, some days I can look forward to the whole day and say, you know what? I'm going to try my best to live faithful all day long today without doing anything against God. Then some days I have to make smaller goals, like for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to do what I need to do. Right. It depends on the day, but make small goals, reach those goals, and make a goal again. Keep going forward. As long as we're going forward, we're not falling behind. And that's the goal. Keep going forward, keep pressing forward, doing what we're supposed to do in the faith and keeping an active faith, and God will bless that. When we look at um, the fact that Sarah just believed God because of what he had promised, she was, you know, she considered him faithful who had promised. She trusted. Right. She trusted God. Do we trust God? Uh, Proverbs chapter 3 I think it's verses five and six where it says, trust God and lead not to your own understanding, but in yeah. all thy ways acknowledge him. And what does it say? He, he will direct. direct. paths. He's going to direct our paths. He's yeah. got the plan. He's got the better plan in line if we will just look to his word as our guide. I remember that because I'm having the boys memorize that as a memory verse for our class on Wednesday nights. Yeah, man. Trust I the mean, Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. We're not going to know. You know, based on our own understanding sometimes, we don't know. But God has an overall purpose. We just got to trust in him. Okay. So, these all having died in faith, not having received the things promised, verse 13, but having seen them afar off 
having a knowledge that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. That's verse 13. That's really the point. All of these died in faith. And then we, and we can read verse 12 real quick. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. Talking about Abraham and his descendants. By him, by his faith, a great nation came about and was able to bring Jesus eventually into the world. That was the seed from which Christ would come. But verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised. We, we talked about that. They took a leap of faith, not knowing where they were going, not knowing essentially the promise, or not having seen the promises, but yet by their faith, they believed in God, and they received the promises. Because they, by their faith, they received the promises because they were faithful to God. Yeah, he kept looking for that city, like verse 10 says. You know, He kept his eyes focused on what was to come. The city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. His focus was not on uh, the here and the now. Yeah, It was on pressing forward. They were seeking a homeland, verse 14. For people who speak thus make it clear they were seeking a homeland. Notice verse 15. I love what the Hebrew writer said here. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had the opportunity to return. Meaning that they could have walked away from God at any time. Oftentimes we think about the great faith of Abraham. You know, or think about the faith of anybody. They didn't have to believe, y'all. They could have walked away. They could have disbelieved. They didn't have to. And I think about, well, that's Abraham. Of course he's going to have great faith. Well, he was a man. Everybody in this in this chapter was a man. They could have walked back. They could have walked away from God at any time. Man, such a great point. You know, God makes us and creates us as all free moral agents. Yeah, and that's what verse... Giving us the ability to choose for ourselves. That's what verse 15 is talking about. They weren't forced to go, y'all. They weren't forced to leave their land, but they chose to. Because of their faith, they chose to step out of their comfort zone and trust in God. Hey, they did it because God asked them to do it. If we will just look into the Word of God and see what God's asked us to do and live it that way, man, we'll be so blessed. Yeah. Life will be so grand. And, and you know, we won't have the regrets that... You know, I look back at some sometimes and, and, and I see some areas of my life where I've really messed up and I've done some things that I shouldn't have done. And I'm thankful now that the blood is covering those things. I'm so thankful for that. Um, but, you know, I, you look back and you, you won't have any regrets if you just do what God asks you to do. That's right. Amen. So... Let's read verse 16. It says, But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore. Mm. I love what... Every time we see therefore, we got to see what it's there for. Right? We go back and we read what we just read. Yeah, and it, it's making an application. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he, was, he has prepared for them a city. Mm-hmm. Going back again, God is preparing a place for those that keep his promises. And that's heaven. That's the reward for keeping the promises, for enduring the race, for running the race. And it's going to be hard. That's why Paul was talking about it's a race, run with endurance. I'm not a good runner, Jonathan. I, I just am not built to be a good runner. But if I'm going to be a Christian, I have to spiritually run the race. I have to endure Amen. the wind. Because I hate running against the wind. I think everybody does. Yeah, It's hard. But the Christian life's going to be hard, but you have to endure with patience, have to get through it, and then you have the reward in the end. That's right. That's right. Swim. It's like it's like swimming against the current sometimes because, you know, uh, we're going to have things that press against us as we are walking this 
walk that God's called us to, this better and and uh, yeah more blessed life is going to be against uh, kind of walking against the things that are that the rest of the world is walking toward. You know, like I said, I mean, we're going to have to press through it. And the only way we're going to do that is by keeping our focus forward. I, I think about a mule. You, you get a mule out in the, in the, in the field and, and you begin to create lines with that plow behind the mule. And if you don't have the blinders on the mule, when you look back at the line, it's left and right and wiggly and, but if you put blinders on a mule, they're not distracted by the things to the left or the right. They're looking forward. And that way you're more able to get that mule to go in a direction that is uh, that you want him to go. That's so right. when you turn around and you look at that line after he, he has his blinders on, it's a straight line. Why? Because he's not distracted from the things to the left or the things on the right. He's focused on the things ahead. If we're ever going to be who God wants us to be, we have to be focused on the things ahead. Abraham never saw the fulfillment of those things. It says he died in the faith, having never seen it. But he trusted in God all the way till his very last breath. And he was rewarded for it. Look, if we're if we're never if we never see the fulfillment of of things on this side. We might not. We might live our faithful Christian lives having never seen the benefit of you know, what we're doing and, and, and what we're sacrificing for. But if we're faithful, we're promised that we're going to be in heaven. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's, I think we mentioned it in our last episode, but Revelation 14 and verse 13. You know, we're doing this for those who are coming after. You're right, yeah. You know, we're, we're doing this. I, I'm doing this. I, I know one of my biggest motivators is, as a Christian and to stay faithful is because I have two children. I have two boys who are looking to daddy. Mm-hmm. They're seeing everything that daddy's doing. Well, if daddy's not doing what he's supposed to do, then guess who else is not going to do what they're supposed to do? Right. So I, guess whose soul lies in the balance if daddy isn't the example he needs to be? because of you. As, as goes the pulpit, so goes the pew. That's a sermon yeah. I've heard. Yeah. If a we preacher need, ain't living what he's trying to live, the pew's going to not do the same. You know, We have a great right. responsibility as Christians. Thank you all again for tuning in. We're going to break this up and talk about 17 uh, through 19 next time. Thank you all for joining us.